Hello and thank you for listening. Our first episode from our Typhoo. Enjoy. This is mistake I've been making consistently for at least a decade. Today I learned that OG stands for original gangster. I am a kindergarten teacher who has been using the word OG for many years in a professional setting. I've describing the first of something as the OG to my principal, HR, parents. I actually realized the true meaning today while reading a book about someone on the autism spectrum. I have said things like did your child have OG COVID or a variant? I have asked during staff meetings about the OG reading program. I am so embarrassed. I want to ask every one of those people why they didn't say anything. TL, doctor, I've been using OG in completely inappropriate settings and learned today it means original gangster. I am in my late 30s and have a master's degree in education. Typhoon. This happened just now, aside from several minutes of screaming, and then a quick shower. I like to drink hot tea in the morning. The hotter the better, especially in the winter. My favorite mug is a giant two-hander, with my first initial on it. Anyways, I made my morning tea. And right as I finished stirring in the honey, I felt the sudden and immediate urge to shit. So being the gross person that I am, I took my tea with me to the bathroom. Everything was fine until I tried to drink from my mug with one hand. It slipped right before it got to my lips, and fell all down my chest, stomach, and package. Honestly, my dick got the least of the burn. But you can't tell that to all those nerve endings. Needless to say, I will not be drinking hot tea naked again, unless I'm leaning over the sink. Maybe I should learn to appreciate iced tea? TL, doctor I spilled hot tea on my dick. Woe is me, so I was on a date with this guy I've met a few months ago on a seminar. We were texting frequently, I didn't like him much at first, I just wasn't in a mood for getting to know someone. But the more we've talked, the more I was interested because he's really smart, polite and gentle. Finally we've decided we should go on a date. We met during a daytime, went bowling and had a lunch together. It was really nice, the talk was very good, we laughed a lot and I really enjoyed every minute of that 4 or 5 hour date. Did you ever feel nervous when the first date is about to end? You just don't know how to say goodbye to them because you don't know if it's too soon for a kiss, or should you hug, or just wave each other and go separate ways. Well, I was really nervous and overthinking and in those moments, while we were walking through the square, I wasn't paying attention to anyone or anything. When we got to the point where we say goodbye, he was talking about how he enjoyed the date and that he's looking forward into seeing me again. I was so focused on him that I didn't notice there was uncovered manhole near us. I really hope he didn't notice it either. So we were just passing by the manhole when he stopped and said okay, I need to go this way, blah blah blah. Now the manhole was right behind me, a step away, and I'm telling him oh, okay, I'm going this way, pointing with a thumb behind me, and just as I've said see you soon. While still looking at him I've made a step back and just completely disappeared in front of his eyes and afking mantle. There I was in a vault, wishing he didn't see what had happened, but as I look up I see his face, and he's asking me if I was okay. Got few scratches, covered in the mud, the vault was not that deep, there were pipes in it and a lot of rotting leaves and mud, 
but at that point I just wished the ground would have opened and swallowed me, because I was so embarrassed. He helped me get out of there, I thanked him and went home. I'm sure he will ask me out again, because we did enjoy the date, but I'm sure I'd feel so awkward. T.L. Doctor instead of getting a kiss at the end of the date, I fell into a mantle, so. I didn't realize this a few until today. It's kinda minor but I feel so dumb because of it. I'm an American living in Japan. I've studied Japanese for like 15 years, lucky enough to have classes available in JHS and HS and then majored in it in university, and I've lived, worked here for over 5 years. While I'd been studying Japanese for a while before coming here for my job, I'd never lived in Japan before and obviously there was a big learning curve when I first moved. Especially with the little things that you don't learn in a classroom. Aside from studying Japanese, my other hobbies include cooking and baking. Which often requires flour. In the US I just use all-purpose flour, but of course that's not what it's called in Japan. They categorize and label flowers differently here. So, when going to the grocery store for the first time, do you think I looked at the shelf of assorted flowers with various unfamiliar kanji and words and thought, hmm, maybe I should whip out my phone with its infinite sources of information, including Google, Google Translate, and a JPN dictionary app and figure out just what the fuck all these types of flowers are before I try buying some? Nope. I looked at the package art that conveniently includes pictures of what sorts of cooking it could be used in and discerned that oh this one has pictures of bread on it. Must be bread flour. Don't need that. Oh, this one has tempura, cake, and noodles on it. That's quite a random assortment. Must be all purpose considering all of the various purposes it seems to be used for. And immediately bought the bag with what I perceived to be the most all-purpose of the three or four varieties I saw before me. Ever since that day, for five plus years, I bought the same kind without a thought about the actual words on the package, always going off of the art on it instead. The thing is, sometimes when I've made baked goods they would come out too. Soft. Something would always be a little off with my brownies or cookies and they'd fall apart just slightly too easily. I've also been wanting to get into pizza making and bread making. The handful of times I've tried making bread from recipes that use AP flour, it just never turned out right. The dough never held together quite enough no matter how much or how little I needed it and the texture was always wrong. Recently I've started following R pizza and just been really inspired to try making my own pizza, especially since there's no delivery pizza or decent pizza shops in my area. I bought a silicone baking mat that would make kneading a much easier task than on my shitty unsealed wooden table, so the other night instead of my usual easy, no need same night pizza dough recipe, I decided to try a small scale version of Ken Forkish's one day, overnight pizza dough. Long story short, the pizza was still testy but the dough was so soft that it stretched too thin and tore easily and felt like it hadn't developed any gluten at all despite 24 hours of rise and rest. It tastes fine but what the hell is wrong with my dough? Is my house too cold? Did I need it wrong? Are my measurements fucked? Why is it falling apart so easily? It was plaguing my thoughts so much that I woke up still thinking about it when my alarm went off this morning. 
so I did what I should have done five years ago and googled what types of flour are available in Japan and found the answer immediately in English. I found out the three main types. This Hakura Kiko which literally means weak power flour. Why is it called that? Because of the three types, it has the lowest amount of gluten, hence why it's used for cakes and tempura batter where you don't need much gluten. It's usually translated to cake, pastry flour. Then there's Jirakiko aka medium power flour, which is the mid-tier of gluten percentage, and according to the blog I found, is the equivalent to AP flour. Last is the highest one, Kiyorakiko comma strong power flour, being the bread flour that I'd recognized because it has pictures of bread on it. I double-checked the bag of what I thought was AP, and sure enough, it was the wheat cake flour. That's why my doughs have always been too soft, that's why my cookies came out not chewy enough, and that's why my breads never turned out well. Five years I thought I was bad at kneading or something but turns out I just needed to open Google for five seconds. I did buy a bag of the medium flour after work and have a batch of pizza dough resting to cook tomorrow, so here's hoping I can make better baked goods from now on lol. TL, doctor, moved to Japan, bought what I thought was AP flour without bothering to read the package, have been using low gluten cake flour for 5 plus years thinking I just wasn't good enough to make bread no matter how much I tried. Edit, changed my abbreviation for Japanese from Jap to JPN since I made an honest mistake and people are saying it's cringe in bad faith, this happened 2 days ago now. I work at a hospital. I always buy lunch from the employee cafeteria. Since I've started, I've grown fond of this grilled cheese. It's thick cut sourdough with American cheese. Amazing, probably one of the best I've ever had. I get one three-fourths times a week for lunch. Did I mention I have a fish allergy? No? Okay. Well I do. And fun fact, the grilled cheeses are made on the same grill as the tuna melts. I had no idea. I eat, and all of a sudden my eye hurts and my tongue is feeling prickly. I think to myself what could be causing this. I run my day back to myself and nothing pops up. I think to myself buying grilled cheese and the sandwich next to mine is a tuna melt. I start to sweat. I run down to my manager and tell her I need to leave. She asks if I need to go to the ER upstairs, again, I work at a hospital. I told her no and went home. Took some Benadryl and prayed I wouldn't have to go to the ER later. Thankfully I got away with a swollen itchy eye, a prickly tongue, and the sweats. No ear bill. TL, doctor, ate a grilled cheese that was cooked with tuna melts, I'm allergic to seafood.